everybody, welcome back. Happy holidays. Uh, I'm Ed Kratz, your Philadelphia Eagles insider podcast co-host with John McMullen. We are with the Fan Fans First Sports Network, and we are joined today by a special guest, Andrew Ducheco, who's with Inside the Birds. Uh, we are here on a kind of a drizzly day. We're standing outside in the drizzle at the Novacare Complex. We just saw the Eagles uh, practice indoors as they get ready to play a Week 17 game against the Arizona Cardinals, which means the return of Jonathan Gannon, uh, their former defensive coordinator, who didn't leave on the best terms here in Philadelphia, seemed to burn a few bridges on his way out of town. I don't know whose bridge he burned. Well, Everybody seems to be thrilled with J.J. Nick Sirianni, Darius Slay, Brandon yeah. Graham, Reed Blank. How about Howie Roseman? How do you think Howie, he feels? Howie might be a little bit. A little miffed. Yeah, I mean, you know, they might have had Vic Fangio, I guess, if it wasn't for uh, timing didn't work the out. timing issue. But they're stuck with Sean Desai, who's now been replaced by Matt Patricia. Uh, and the Eagles will probably go in search of another defensive coordinator once this season ends, or wherever it ends. Um, but right now we're looking at the Cardinals. And, uh, Andrew, what, what do you think of this return of Jonathan Gannon? What do you think the fans are going to do when they see J.G. take the field? They're going to do what they do for every coordinator or former coordinator. They're going to, they're going to give him a raucous welcome to the Lincoln Financial Field, and uh, he's going to get showered with booze. <laughs> Look, I mean, the, the point remains. It's, it's taken two different play callers uh, in less than a year since Jonathan Gannon left. So I, I think that his impact was certainly imminent and evident in the, on this football team. So keep that in mind when you, when you boo the guy, when you're looking at the defense right now with similar personnel um, and they're not able to – they're having some shortcomings there. Yeah. The, the personnel isn't really that similar, though. I mean, they really took a hit at linebacker. Um, you know, they lost their top playmaker in the secondary, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, they lost five starters. So. Yeah, and, and listen, the Eagles have six interceptions this year, and one just came by Keely Ringo, the rookie, uh, to kind of seal that win uh, on Monday on Christmas Day against the Giants, picked off uh, Tyrod Taylor to end that game. The Eagles won 33-25, but uh, they only have six picks this year. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had that all by himself last year, and the Eagles had 17 yeah. interceptions. So, you know, that's a really big issue with this team um can't uh, uh, I, yeah minus yeah. seven i thought i thought kevin version. kevin byard came in here with a with a reputation for being a ball hawk that hasn't manifested yet he had the interception in kansas city but other than that i mean i picked three blankenship to lead the eagles in interceptions i thought he'd have five and he's got what two now yeah. two yeah and it's tied with darius slay correct so uh yeah the eagles just aren't manufacturing turnovers which obviously plays into a lackluster defense that hasn't lived up to expectations. The Eagles also have struggled to marry the pass rush and the coverage under Matt Patricia as well. So that's something to keep an eye on as we move forward. John, what, what about the JG thing, Gannon coming back here? You, you've talked to some of the players in the locker room. What, what what have you been hearing from the players about his return? Well, the players are, you know, as I mentioned, Darius Slay defended him. Brandon Graham uh, said what a great coach he was. Reed Blankenship thanked him. He was a, a safety himself in his playing days, so he took a, a keen interest in Reed Blankenship, and he's developed into an NFL starter in year two. So, you know, one thing about the Eagles' defense last year, which was second in the NFL, um, and it was about six or ten yards, Andrew, whatever it was, behind being number one overall. How many guys had career years in under Jonathan Gannon? So, you know, 
Bradbury was an all-pro. Yeah, Bradbury was an all-pro. Hassan yeah. Reddick had his best year. Brandon Graham mm-hmm. had his best year from Hargrave. a sack perspective. Javon Hargrave had a career year. Uh, Darius Slay had a bounce-back Pro Bowl year. He's played better. T.J. Edwards had a career year. Marcus Epps got paid. Kaiser White, Marcus Epps, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Every single one of them had upside. So I'll, I'll be the first to admit, and people know, I'm a J.G. fan, but and and he's a good coach, but even if he was back and those five starters were back, we were just talking about this with one of the Eagles uh, PR guys, they weren't going to have that season again. They weren't going to have 70 sacks. There was going to be an, a regression to the mean. Shouldn't be this bad, though. That's why Sean Desai uh, no longer has his job as the defensive play caller. Matt Patricia is the defensive play caller. Things have gotten better since Matt took over, but is that real or because they're facing Drew Locke and Tommy Tommy DeVito before he got whacked out in the Pine Barrens? <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. Tyrod Taylor this week, a little bit different with Kyler Murray. Look, Arizona's not that talented, but he's one of those quarterbacks that can beat you on his own. You know, pull something out of his you-know-what, make a big play with his legs and do some things. And one thing Matt Patricia said this week, raved about their speed on offense. You got Hollywood Brown. You got Rondell Moore. So they're they're and Kyler himself. They're very very fast offensively. Yeah, you know you're forgetting one guy that had a career year last year, Josh Sweat, who's kind of Josh been. Sweat. You know, he had 11 sacks. He's kind of been stuck at six and a half for the last six weeks. He doesn't have a sack. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with Josh Sweat, but you know this pass rush is certainly. Yeah, okay. They have 40, I think, sacks this year. Maybe they had 70 last year. You do have to have more. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you way, think? 40 sacks is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's what I'm saying. 70. It was crazy. Three teams in the history of football hit yeah. 70. Yeah, when you put it in those terms, that's an astronomical number, obviously. But, Ed, to your point, I think you're seeing, not to simplify things, but I think you're seeing quarterbacks get rid of the football faster to sort of neutralize what the Eagles can bring from a pass rush standpoint. But I also think – you're seeing a lack of depth from a pass rush perspective, and you're seeing guys like Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat logging way more snaps than anyone anticipated. And the younger players like Jalen Carter, who looks like he's hitting the rookie wall, Jordan Davis has really been uh, hasn't he sort of tailed off a little bit. So I think you're seeing a lot of tired legs right now at this point, and it's it, we, everyone wants to knock Derek Barnett, but that was a good depth piece there that I think could have shouldered some of that and alleviated some of the burden off your top two pass rushers, and Nolan Smith is a player who has started to get more snaps now, but you would think just by default he's going to have to to sort of uh, do whatever he can to make sure those guys have somewhat fresh legs as we get towards the postseason. They had Nolan Smith playing middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. For a couple snaps, not, you know, an entirety, but uh, that's where we are at linebacker with this team. You're you're running Ben Van Summeren out there for his first NFL start. Is it Van Summeren or Ben Summeren? I think it's Van Summeren. Okay, Van Summeren. We'll call him Van Summeren. I heard like seven different pronunciations yeah. at the game. Well, the, the announcer at the game yeah. called him uh, Van Sumerian or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, we could call him the mini Butkus if we want. I mean, yeah. you know, he went out there and made six tackles. I call him um, BBS. Shooting the gap, shooting the gap. Yeah. With, shooting the with gap. ferocity. Yeah, but Shaq Leonard, a guy that played yeah. more snaps than he had played, you know, since his second back surgery in November. I mean, that's where they are at linebacker. It was kind of like a plan C, right? I mean, Morrow and Cunningham. Yeah. 
couldn't answer the bell. You already lost Dean. You, you cut Ellis, hoping to bring him back, and he got claimed on waivers. So, by you know. six teams. And he's playing Rare well, Howie by the Roseman way. Is he? He's playing well on special teams for the Patriots. He played well on special teams here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, you just that to me is a miscalculation by Howie in the offseason. Oh, I would like to give Howie a lot of love for the moves he's made. But, you know, to not have depth, especially when you saw N'Kobe Dean get hurt in summer during training camp, like the first weekend. Boom, ankle injury. And you, you got to be thinking, like, well, that's a red flag. We got to get more help at linebacker. And he did try. He signed Cunningham. He signed Miles Jack, who retired, then unretired, went to the Steelers. But he did try. But still, you can't be claiming someone like Shaq Leonard. And I like Shaq. He's probably still a pretty decent player, not what he was. But you can't go into week 13 or 12, whatever it was, needing to, you know, desperation to sign a linebacker uh, and that's on Howie yeah, to, one to of not the, have that. One of the biggest mistakes this Eagles team has made in my opinion is putting all their eggs into Kobe Dean's basket, a yeah. largely unproven player right. so there was really no backup plan. They had to look at Miles Jack, they had to look at Zach Cunningham off the scrap heap and to Zach's credit he's been their best linebacker but that was more so of a, just a decent bargain find and then you had to look at Nicholas Moore, who they released. And to his credit, I think he's been largely I think he's good. he's been their best linebacker. He, I, I think really Nicholas do. Morrow has done a yeah. really nice job outside of that you know, 49ers game. Yes. And you know, that was a horrible performance. But I think, you know, by and large, I think he's been really uh, solid. And I think they've gotten really good play from their two linebackers. By the way, the good news, Brandon Graham sort of cut through the Nick Sirianni subterfuge. And he <laughs> pretty much... Uh, admitted that Nick Morrow and Zach Cunningham are going to be back this week. So that's good news at the, at the linebacker position. Avante Maddox might be back. There's a guy, and I want to hear your thoughts. Boy, he could change this defense because he's so good in run support and as a slot corner. He's their best blitzer, so that'll open up things for Matt Patricia when you talk about maybe bringing an extra guy here and there. And he's one of the best slot corners, which is the most important part. And they've struggled so much. He was injured week two. How many bodies did they roll through to try to fix that? It, we, we were at seven yeah. at one point. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he comes back late in the season. Maybe he'll need some ramp-up time. But, boy, going into the playoffs, that could be a big get for Matt Patricia. Yeah, Avante Maddox is one of the best slot corners uh, in football for sure. Uh, but, again, hasn't played for three months. Going to need some ramp-up time to get back in football. And he might shape. get hurt again. And he could, he could get hurt again. Bradley Roby, I think, has settled in pretty nicely, as about as nicely as you can expect for someone that came in after the first month. Um, but who do you cut, Andrew, if you bring him back to the active roster? Who's out there to get off this team? Well, the two obvious choices are Rashad Penny and Albert Oquavenom. So if, I guess knowing the, the, the glut of tight ends that they have on the practice squad, you already have three. Albert's not playing. He would be the obvious choice for me. Rashad Penny, you still have the, you know, that door sort of somewhat cracked open that you may have to break the seal on him in the postseason and get that downhill element to your running game, and he yeah. really packs a punch. So I, I think when you look at it, Rashad Penny has more value potentially than Albert does. They don't like to admit that, that they were wrong, but I think that that would be the, the player to go. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any other options. No. Can you, John? They yeah, can't uh, cut any of the young corners. Josh Job is too good on special teams. Right. Uh, Kaylee Ringo is really starting to come on. I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, uh, Eli Ricks has shown enough. You know, I, he was not good in the slot, but he's not a slot corner. So I think he's been much more comfortable outside. 
can't cut any of those guys. Maybe uh, Sua Opeta, who they've they've cut him before. Boy, Nobody, he goes was, from starting at right guard to starting at left guard to being cut. I don't I don't know if they'll do that. But they they have done it in the past. They oh have, yeah, yeah they have. Yeah, yeah. It depends. Such it a depends. premium on O lineman though. I think yeah. that he probably would get scooped up. Yeah, and, and Alberto could get you know get scooped up a tight end that can catch I, I, passes. I think he I think he would. I don't know that Penny would. Just given the injury history there, and there's not yeah. a whole, there's not a, you know, it's not teams lining up to bring a running back in this late in the season. It's not a position of high value, but I, it, I think it's it would be Alberto Moro Ajomo to the practice squad. Can you get him through waivers? Maybe this late in the season, you might be able to. Patrick Johnson. Patrick Johnson's he's a core special core, teamer. Yeah, That's tough. He's a special teamer, yeah. And he was getting some linebacker lost reps. One with Christian Ellis. Right, right. But now that Nolan Smith is getting those weak ball, uh, off ball linebacker snaps. Maybe maybe Patrick's a little bit more expendable. They'd want him back on the practice squad. It's a difficult decision. You yeah. know, earlier in the season when they had all these injuries, it was like, all right, we can get rid of this guy, this guy, this guy. Now it's like you don't want to lose any of these guys. I think the the most the one who should be released is Alberto, unfortunately. Right. But how he traded for him. Well, here's what maybe the Eagles should have done was put Darius Slay on IR when he had the arthroscopic surgery because we were just at practice. We didn't see him on the practice field, right? So it's probably trending toward him missing his third game. Now, are you going to bring him back, uh, you know, in the season finale at the New York Giants? I mean, if I you don't. I think that's don't, the plan to yeah, but Do you, do you really him. want somebody with a knee issue, coming off a knee issue, to play on that MetLife field? Right. Uh, you know, that's, no, that's a good point. It's yeah. the worst field in the NFL. I, I think, you know, I wouldn't do it, but I think that was the Eagles' plan when they originally didn't put him on injury. Well, that's a bad they plan. To get, that's uh, a bad plan yeah. because Andrew's right. That field, and a week before the playoffs were potentially to start because the Eagles aren't going to have the bye, I don't think. And Slay hates practicing indoors because yeah. of the, the artificial turf. <laughs> so you could have put him on IR, is my point, and four games you miss yeah. takes you into the playoffs, right. and then you could have activated Maddox and then – when Slay's ready to come back, then you evaluate the roster again. Maybe yeah. there's another injury that would require an IR stay from somebody. You, know, you, you should just cut Rashad Penny. Yeah. He doesn't play. He doesn't play, and no one's really going to claim him. I think no. Albert O would have the more is the more likely of the two to get claimed. But who's going to carry the water out at you know during the timeouts out to the players on the field? Yeah. Isn't that his job, Penny? Literally, isn't every, he a water boy at this point? Literally, who's going to comment on my inactive list every week? <laughs> Rashad Penny, why is he not playing? Yeah. Why, why is he inactive? Yeah. I know. Listen, every I, week, like clockwork. I think Penny should have been part of this team well before now. I really about do. Boston Scott. Yeah. The giant killer who did nothing against the New York mm-hmm. Giants except drop the ball when he got ran yeah. into by his own teammate. Well, that was an embarrassment. Maybe the Boston Scott, uh, maybe his tenure has uh, run his course. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I'm no, just I wish yeah, if, if we're spitballing. Yeah, if we're spitballing. Outside of the box candidate. If wow. you want to keep Penny that much, I don't. I don't think he's got anything left. I, I, I don't get I don't get the outrage. I mean, people yeah. people go out, out of their minds that about Rashad Penny. There's a lot of outrage for a player that had, what, three or six carries this year? I mean, who cares? Well, he was good in Seattle in 2018, so. Yeah, yeah he well, was good yeah. once. Six yeah. years ago. 
All right, so oh, listen, no, the rain's picking up uh, a little bit. It's getting a little drizzly. Andrew's glasses are starting to get a little fogged up. So uh, let's get to our... accumulating in progress. <laughs> <laughs> the lightning's starting to work its way in, and we're standing under the tree. No, yeah. there's, no there's no lightning. Yeah, uh, right, no light. But rain is, is intensifying. So let's get to our predictions here. Andrew, we'll let you go first. You're our star of the show. Uh, <laughs> a fallen star. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? JG comes home. Are the Eagles going to ruin that homecoming, or is JG going to stick a knife in the Eagles' back here and probably send them spiraling into the fifth seed <laughs> with a loss? Well, I think the Cardinals are going to give the Eagles a fight, much more so than the Giants. So if the Eagles play anything close to what they did against the Giants and afford an inferior team, inferior team opportunities. It's not going to end well. But all that being said, I think the Eagles pulled this one out. I think they're going to be juiced for this one, just as Jonathan Gannon will. But they're the superior team, and they're going to come out on top. I, if I had to guess, I'd say 27-20. Okay, pretty mm-hmm. close. Yeah. Um, John, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go the Eagles. Uh, you know, I think people got lost in the sauce. They dominated the Giants. They just let them in the game with those two plays that we talked. We talked about the Boston Scott fumble and the pick six where Dallas Goddard fell down. Yeah. Yardage wise, first down, everything they dominated the game. Just they got to play a clean game. They haven't been able to do it all year. The turnovers have been an issue. They got to. They got to tighten it up. I, I can't see Arizona uh, coming in and beating them. Um, I think the Eagles win pretty easily, uh, 31-16. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think they end 2023. It's a New Year's Eve game. Crowd's going to be in good form. Glad it's a 1 o'clock game. Only the third 1 o'clock start for the awesome, Eagles the this season. They've played four standalone games on Monday including this past Christmas Day. Uh, I think that's the first for any NFL team to play four games on Monday in the same season. But uh, I think the Eagles find a way to win, and I think they'll do it pretty convincingly. I, listen, convincingly? I, yeah, I do. I think it'll be convincing. I, I think the Eagles are feeling good about that win. I know it was a sloppy win. Penalties, they have to cut down on the penalties, too. You mentioned the, the turnovers. Turn. But the penalties have also hurt them. I mean, false starts in your home stadium when, you know, the, the crowd's basically quiet when you're operating, they, they shouldn't happen. Um, they've had some holding calls go against them. So they really need to clean that end up of it. Uh, but this defense for the Cardinals, I can't name really anybody other than Buda Baker, who's an excellent player who maybe the Eagles in the offseason go out and try to acquire. Um, but he's a guy that they're going to have to account for. Kaiser White. Zavin Collins. Kaiser White's hurt. He's Zavin hurt. Collins is still there. Zavin Collins is pretty good. But, yeah, yeah, I think the Eagles do win this convincing. I think it really means, you know, they have to keep their hopes alive for a number two seed. And the only way to do that is to beat the Cardinals and beat the Giants. And I hope the Lions maybe lose because I'm not sure who wins that tiebreaker with the second seed. Uh, the Lions, if they win out, will will win the tiebreaker. So the Eagles fans need to be Dallas fans this week. Wow, imagine that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the Lions, if they win out, I guess they're the number two seed. The Eagles are the three. They and, get a home and game. remember, and, San Francisco's got to win out too now. I, I think the 49ers will win out. Um, they struggled against the Ravens on Monday night. Ravens are very good, though. They could represent the AFC in the, in the Super Bowl. There's not one team in this league that they can't be beat. If we've learned one thing this season, it's all about who's playing their best football when it needs when it needs to happen. I mean, you've seen the Ravens stumble. You've seen the Niners stumble. You've seen the Eagles lose to a team like the Jets. I mean, even as much as recently losing to, or teams hanging in there with – you know, with the Eagles that should have no business doing so. So yeah, you, yeah. you can never overlook anybody. 
Yeah, but my final score for this one, I'm I'm kind of in the camp with John here. You said thirty to sixteen or thirty one sixteen. Thirty one sixteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go Eagles thirty eight, uh, Cardinals uh, seventeen. And Matt Patricia, we trust. And Matt Patricia, we trust. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, More importantly, what kind of omelet you get in Lincoln Financial Field? They got good omelets. <laughs> Ed took a picture of me because I had four different trips to the omelet yeah, bar last Andrew's time. Yeah, a champion eater, man. You should see him. Uh, what is it? The Fourth of July, Coney Island, trying to get him to sign up for the Nathan's hot dog eating yeah, contest. I think against I got a good shot. Kobayashi or whatever <laughs> Joey, wins up there. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Yeah, but uh, we'll work on that and uh, we'll get back to you. But yeah, hey, thanks again for listening, everybody. Hope you had a merry Christmas. Happy Happy Hanukkah, and you have a very safe and healthy Happy New Year. You've been listening to a recording of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fan First Sports Network.